Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being in courage, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be in courage in Christ. Before we get started, let's pray, okay? Father God, thank you so much for allowing us to make it to week five of this study. I pray that um, you would just continue to speak through your word and through this time that we spend together. Thank you for every person that's present. And Lord, I pray that you would just again help me to calm my nerves and trust that you are in control and and you know what your people need to hear and um, you you will speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so tonight we are doing Jeremiah chapters 46 through 51, and this is going to focus on the judgment of the nations. So at first we we learned about um, the, the judgment that had already happened with Israel, and then Jeremiah focused on the judgment that was happening in Judah. And these last few chapters, again, talks about how God is going to judge the nations because he is the God of the nations and not just of Israel and Judah. So I wanted to read to you Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, when we see that Jeremiah was called to the nations. It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah chapter one, verse 10. See today, I appoint you over the nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. And so we saw that um, in chapter 25, all the nations, um, Jeremiah was sent to all of the nations and they were told to drink from the cup of God's wrath. And Jeremiah 25 verse 13, it says, I will bring on that land all, and I'm sorry, it started in Egypt. So when he went with the cup of wrath, it started in Egypt, the punishment of God. And it said in Jeremiah 25, 13, I will bring on that land all the things I have spoken against it, all that are written in the book and prophesied by Jeremiah against all the nations. And so all of Jeremiah's prophecies against the nations, like I say, are grouped up into these chapters. And one thing I wanted to remind us of also was that remember any time that there was war, happening in an area it wasn't just amongst the people it was between the gods um the people thought that if they lost to a different nation they were losing to the god of that nation and so yahweh is showing that he is in control of all the nations okay so we're going to start with chapter 46 and we'll go through each one of them briefly and then that'll be it okay so some of the key things that we see about god in the punishment that he brings onto the nation is one, although God chose Israel for a special purpose, he loves all people and wants all people to come to him. Two, God is holy and will not tolerate sin from any nation. God's judgments are not based on prejudice or a desire for revenge, but on fairness and justice. Four, God does not delight in judgment, but in salvation. And number five is God is impartial. He judges everyone by the same standard. So I want to read to you Jeremiah chapter 46, starting at verse 25. It says, the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, I am about to bring punishment on Ammon, God of Tebas, 
on Pharaoh, on Egypt and her gods and her kings and on those who rely on Pharaoh. I will give them into the hands of those who want to kill them. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon and his officers. Later, however, Egypt will be inhabited as in times past, declares the Lord. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel. I will surely save you out of a distant place. Your descendants from the land of their exile, Jacob, will again have peace and security, and no one will make him afraid. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, for I am with you, declares the Lord. Though I completely destroy all the nations among which I scatter you, I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but only in due measure. I will not let you go entirely unpunished. So as we go through these chapters, we're going to see that even though God is bringing judgment on the nations, he's also giving them a glimpse of hope and letting them know that they are going to be restored because he again wants to restore all people to himself and not just his chosen people. Okay, so chapter 47 talks about the Philistines or Philistines. Um, they were located on the coastal plain of Judah. They were right on side of um, Judah and these two nations constantly battle. We see that multiple prophets prophesy against the Philistines. So I want to read to you a different couple verses from a few of the prophets. In Isaiah chapter 14, verse 28 through 32, the prophecy came in the year of King Ahaz, the the year King Ahaz died. Do not rejoice, all you Philistines, that the rod that struck you is broken. From the root of the snake will spring up a viper. Its fruit will be a daring, venomous, a darting, venomous serpent. The poorest of the poor will find pasture and the needy will lie down in safety. But your root I will destroy by famine. I will slay it I will slay your survivors. Well, you gate, howl, you city. Melt away, all you Philistines. A cloud of smoke comes from the north, and there is not a straggler in its ranks. What answer shall be given to the envy envoys of, the, of that nation? The Lord has established Zion, and in her he, his afflicted people will find refuge. What's the nation from the north? What nation is coming from the north on them? Who are we talking about? Who is coming from the north? Mm -hmm. Babylon. Babylon is coming from the north, and they are going to destroy mm -hmm. the Philistines as well as, as they did Judah. Okay, Ezekiel chapter 25, verses 15 through 17. This is what the sovereign Lord said, because the Philistines acted in vengeance and took revenge with malice in their hearts and with ancient hostility sought to destroy Judah. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am about to stretch out my hand against the Philistines, and I will wipe out the Kirith, Kirithites and destroy those remaining along the coast. I will carry out great vengeance on them and punish them in my wrath. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I take vengeance on them. Amos chapter 1 verses 6 through 8. I will destroy the king of Ashdod and the one who holds the scepter in Ashkelon. I will turn my hand against Ekron till the last day the Philistines are dead, says the sovereign Lord. And Zephaniah also prophesied against the Philistines in chapter 2, verse 44 through 7. It says, Gaza will be abandoned and Ashkelon left in ruins. At midday, Ashdod will be emptied and Ekron uprooted. Woe to you who live by the sea, you Kirithite people. The word of the Lord is against you. Cana and the Philistines, he says, I will destroy you and none will be left. All right. Chapter 48, so we learn about the Moabites, and the Moabites are descendants of Lot, 
And when his two daughters went and had incestuous um, relations with their father back in Genesis chapter 19, um, two different groups rooted from that. One was the Moabites and the other one is the Amnites that we're going to learn about in chapter 49. So God is punishing both of these groups of people. The Moabites led the Israelites into idolatry and they joined a band of raiders with Nebuchadnezzar that was sent into Judah in 602 BC and Babylon later conquered them and they disappeared, they disappeared as a nation. I was going to read to you chapter 19 of Genesis, but you can go back and look at it for yourself. We It's the story of when Lot's daughters went and laid down with him because they thought their bloodline was going to end. The second group that came from that was the Amnites, and uh, they were, again, I say descendants of Lot's, and they were charged with or condemned with stealing land from God's people and worshiping the idol Molech, um, to who they sacrificed children. Jeremiah chapter 49, verses 5 through 6. I will bring terror on you from those around you, declares the Lord Almighty. Every one of you will be driven away, and no one will gather the fugitives. Yet afterward, I will restore the fortunes of the Amnites, declares the Lord. So again, we see that glimpse of hope after they receive their punishment. He will restore them. So chapter 49 includes a lot of the different nations that God is bringing punishment on. So we're going to go through each one of them and kind of briefly just talk about what it what happened. Um, the Israelites, these group of Israelites descended from Jacob. Um, this is Jacob's twin brother's sons. This is his lineage. The Edomites fall came from Esau and they always was in conflict. Adam also rejoiced when Jerusalem fell and we read about that in the book of Obadiah and I want to read to you um, it's only one chapter. I want to start with verse 10 through 15. It says because of the violence against your brother Jacob you will be covered with the shame. You will be destroyed forever. On the day you stood aloof while stragglers carried off his wealth and foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, you were like one of them. You should not gloat over your brother in the day of his misfortune, nor rejoice over the people of Judah in the day of their destruction, nor boast so much in the day of their trouble. You should not march through the gates of my people in the day of their disaster, nor gloat over them in their calamity. In the day of their disaster, nor or nor seize their wealth in the day of their disaster. You should not wait at the crossroads to cut down their fugitives nor hand over their survivors in the day of their trouble. The day of the Lord is near for all nations. As you have done, it will be done to you. Your deeds will return upon your own head. The Damascus nation was in the capital of Aram, which is in North Israel, and the city was defeated by Assyria and Babylon. Um, Nebuchadnezzar attacked and defeated them in 605 BC. I'm going to read to you Amos chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. And this is in Jeremiah chapter 49. I will send fire on the house of Hazel that will consume the fortress of Ben-Had. Ben-Had. I will break down the gate of Damascus. I will destroy the king who is in the valley of Avan and the one who holds the scepter in Beth Eden. The people of Aram will go into exile, says the Lord. Another nation, or well, two other nations were Kedar and Hazar. They were um, a nomadic tribe in East Israel and they were defeated by Nebuchadnezzar in 599 BC. 
Are you thinking of the perfect gift to give your loved one for a special day, like Mother's Day, a birthday, or an anniversary? Be Encouraged has options for you. We offer personalized gifts that will last for a year or longer. Order a custom 12-month calendar that can start at any month of the year, a journal, notebook, or planner. These items are uniquely designed to your liking with great detail. Contact Michelle at 225-485-5216 for more information. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Elam was to the east of Babylon and was attacked by Nebuchadnezzar in 597 BC. Um, Elam later became the center for Persia, which you got the Persian Empire, and we'll see the um, impact of the Persian Empire in the next chapter. But you can also read about the Persian Empire in Daniel. But Elam ended up becoming like the nucleus or the central location for the Persian Empire. Okay, in chapter 50 is when we see God is going to bring judgment on Babylon. So Babylon had finished serving its purpose for punishing Judah for his sins. Okay. And Babylon was destroyed in 539 BC by the Medo Persians. The Medo Persians were um, a group that formed an alliance between Meda and Persia, um, and they became the next world power. And then they actually surprised, had a surprise attack against Babylon and defeated them. You can read about that in chapter 50, but I want to read to you chapter 50, starting at verse 2. Announce and proclaim among the nations. Lift up a banner and proclaim it. Keep nothing back, but say Babylon will be captured. Baal and Baal will be brought to what Baal will be put to shame. Sorry, Marduk filled with terror. Her images will be put to shame, and her idols filled with terror. A nation from the north will attack her and lay waste her land no one will live in it both people and animals will flee again in those days at that time declares the lord the people of israel and the people of judah together will go in tears to seek the lord their god so i kind of wanted to go back and remind us when we talk about baal and marduk those are gods to the babylonian nation so when he says that baal and marduk are going to be put to shame what he was saying or what he was teaching is that God is in, God has sovereignty over every nation. Like no God compares to the one true God. So even though Babylon had defeated all of the nations that was around Israel and Judah, as well as defeated Judah, their gods were not in control. God was using Babylon for his purpose. So he was putting to shame their gods to let them know that he is the one true and sovereign God. Okay. Wait. I wanted to also read Daniel chapter 5, verses 30 through 31. That very night, so this is talking about the defeat of Babylon by um, the Medo Persians. That very night, Belazar, king of the Babylonians, was slain, and Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. Um, and something else that I wanted to point out we had talked, we talked about. You know that a prophet is a true prophet when their prophecies come to pass. So when Jeremiah prophesied against Babylon, 
Isaiah also prophesied against Babylon in chapter 13, verse 19 through 22. And Babylon still is a wasteland to this day. And this is what Isaiah prophesied. Babylon, the jewel of kingdoms, the pride and glory of the Babylonians, will be overthrown by God like Sodom and, and, by, like Sodom and Gomorrah. She will never be inhabited or lived in through all generations. There are no nomads will pitch their tents. There are no shepherds will rest their flocks, but desert creatures will lie there. Jackals will fill her houses. There the owls will dwell, and there the wild goats will leap about. Hyenas will inhabit, will inhabit her strongholds, jackals her luxurious palaces. Her time is at hand, and her days will not be prolonged. So to this day, it still lies that same way. So obviously, he was a true prophet. Um, Chapter 51, this was very quick. God used Babylon. So here is where I kind of questioned and had uh, asked God a lot of questions about because God used Babylon. It was his tool to bring punishment to the people. So why did he repay them with destruction? So I wanted Jeremiah 51 verse 7. It says, Babylon was a gold cup in the Lord's hand. She made the whole earth drunk. The nations drank her wine. Therefore, they have no now gone mad. And I wanted to read chapter 51, starting in verse 20. And this is God talking about the Babylonians, okay? You are my war club, my weapon for battle. With you, I shatter nations. With you, I destroy kingdoms. With you, I shatter horse and rider. With you, I shatter chariot and driver. With you, I shatter man and woman. With you, I shatter old man and youth. With you, I shatter young man and young woman. With you, I shatter shepherd and flock. With you, I shatter former and oxen. With you, I shatter governors and officials. Before your eyes, I will repay Babylon and all who live in Babylonia for all the wrong they have done in Zion, declares the Lord. So again, my question was, you use this group of people. So why would you turn around and punish them? And one thing that God revealed to me or showed to me was that this same theme is found all throughout scripture. When you think back to Pharaoh and the Egyptians, it started out with Pharaoh having a hard heart. He already had wrong planted in his heart. God just used that for his purpose. So, and, and then again, same thing with Jacob. Jacob, famous verse in um, his story was, they meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You know, like his brothers did something evil. They had something planned in their heart already to do, but God turned around and used it for his good. It's the same thing with the Babylonians. You can see it in Daniel where they already had intentions on doing wrong. God just used it for his purpose. That was my question for God, and he answered it. That was it, y'all. That's very easy. Your homework tonight is to read, well, this week is to read chapters 46 through 52. Next week, we're going to go over 52, and then we're going to do the application part. So again, we started off, and I wanted to go through the entire context of the whole book, so that way we can see what God was saying to his people during that time. And then now we'll see how that applies to us, how we're supposed to apply everything that we've just learned over these past five weeks, okay? Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.